What if there was a way forward in life that was filled with ease, empowerment, and a sense of direction? I'm Debbie Rosenfeld, personal empowerment mentor and guide, and you're listening to Elevated Embodiment, a way to calm the chaos in life by taking radical accountability for where you are. The last few days, I have just been sitting in this this feeling, this feeling of paradox, a feeling of discomfort. Actually, it feels like an energetic discomfort. Now, nothing has happened. It just felt like there is this feeling of wondering and questioning, and it feels like paradox. So a couple of things I want to share with you so you get to know me on a little bit of a personal level. Since my son died and all the family members that have died over the last many years, and then even in the experiences of serving as a chaplain with South County Fire and Support 7, being with individuals and family members who have experienced unexpected death, it changes you. It has changed me. The little stuff doesn't matter anymore. What's really important is I seek depth. I seek depth in conversations, in relationships, in what I study, and in what I read and even the people that I surround myself with. Because when we can have a really deep conversation, that is what life is about. That's how we could serve our human. And it also allows me to see from a whole new perspective, a different perspective. I see possibility in everything. I believe we are spiritual beings having a human experience, and spirit is in everything. We are all energy. Spirit is energy. And when we see the spirit of life in everything, even death, there is an honoring of life, an honoring of our human, and an honoring of our soul. And one aspect of my life is my faith. I seek forward-thinking leaders who seek depth and share various perspectives of all that life gifts us with. I am open to it. So as I share insights and wisdom, they are from an array of wisdom guides and mentors that I am a huge fan and follower of. A few of those are, first, my spirit guides, Richard Rohr, Jesus, Wayne Dyer, Kathleen Cameron, Bob Proctor, Eric Bigger, <laughs> Shannon B., my friend, my inner circle, the people who I study with. These are my mentors, my guides, my truth tellers who have shown me the way forward of taking radical accountability for my human. 
to live and embody life fully. Our mentors teach us so much. This episode, I share with you something from Richard Rohr. It's about the wisdom of paradox, the inefficiency of faith. I receive his daily emails. He calls them meditations. And there's one I'm going to share with you. As I shared earlier, it's about the wisdom of paradox. So as I read his daily meditation this last week, I was in awe because everything he had to share felt like truth to me. So let me share it with you and we'll take it from there. The inefficiency of faith and the wisdom of paradox by Richard Rohr. He writes that holding the attention of paradox helps us grow in consciousness and love. Consciousness is the new currency. Have you heard that before? All the great religions of the more mature levels learn and teach a different consciousness, which we call the contemplative mind, the non-dual mind, or the mind of Christ. The levels of spiritual development begin with dualistic exclusionary either-or thinking and become increasingly non-dual, allowing for a deeper, broader, wiser, more inclusive, and loving way of seeing. If we are to live on this earth, we cannot bypass the necessary tension of holding contraries and inconsistencies together daily. Ordinary experiences non-duality in a way that is not theoretical or abstract, it becomes obvious in everything and everybody, every idea and every event, almost hidden in plain sight. Everything created is mortal and limited, and if we look long enough, paradoxical. By paradox, I mean something that initially looks contradictory or impossible, but in a different frame or at a different level is in fact deeply true. I am talking about just holding the tension, not necessarily finding a resolution or closure to paradox. Here's a provocative thought. We must agree to live without resolution, at least for a little while. This is very difficult for most people, largely because we have not been taught how to do this mentally or emotionally. We didn't know we could or even should. So as Paul seems to say, and Richard paraphrases, hope would not be the virtue that it is if it led us to a quick closure and we did not have to wait for it with patience. I think opening to this holding pattern is the very name and description of faith. Unfortunately, in quotes, Christianity, quotes, faith largely became believing things to be true or false, i.e., intellectual assent, instead of giving people concrete practices to embody so they could themselves know how to open up, open up to faith, or hold on to hope, and allow an infilling 
from another source, love. Let me repeat that one more time. I think opening to this holding pattern is the very name and description of faith. Unfortunately, in, quote, Christianity, quote, faith largely became believing things to be true or false, i.e. intellectual assent, meaning we're using our mind versus our heart, instead of giving people concrete practices to embody so they could themselves know how to open up, open up to faith, hold on to hope, and allow an infilling from another source, love. We must move from a belief-based habit, conviction, if you will, to a practice-based habit, conviction, through embodiment, or little will change. We will merely continue to argue about what we are supposed to believe. We need contemplative practices to loosen our egoic attachment to certainty and retrain our minds to understand the wisdom of paradox and allowing the not knowing. Reflective or contemplative prayer is largely just being present, holding the tension instead of even talking it through, offering the moment to God, spirit, or who that serves your heart, instead of fixing it by words and ideas, loving reality as it is, instead of understanding it fully in our daily lives. This prayer is most commonly articulated as a willingness to say, I don't know. We must not push the river. We must just trust that we are already in the river. And God, Spirit, is the certain flow and curtain current. Now that may seem or sound impractical, but the way of faith is not the way of efficiency. So much of life is just a matter of listening and waiting and enjoying the expansiveness that comes from such willingness to hold. So I'm curious. I wonder what you may be holding or experiencing that feels like paradox. Can you just sit with it without having an answer for it right this minute? For myself, I've been sitting in the paradox of wondering, what is next for me? I am moving from the financial accounting work, if you will, to working with leaders and individuals one-on-one who have experienced a deep hardship, be it a loss, an unexpected loss, or a dramatic change. The paradox is that the accounting and finance work, I know this like the back of my hand. I give great business advice and steer people in the right direction when it comes to the financial health of their business. Now, I am concentrating on more of my my purpose, my intention. I love serving and working with leaders and individuals who desire to heal their heart and want to choose to live life differently. Now, the financial aspect is the masculine, if you will. 
the doing piece of my work. I'm really comfortable with that. Serving people's desire to heal their heart is the feminine part of my work. The being, mentoring and guiding leaders how to be in the paradox. Be with the experience that is in front of them. It's not necessarily an either or. I can do both, and there's times that I do do both. But what is really calling me, my soul, my spirit is really calling me to this work, this work of supporting leaders and individuals through the feeling, allowing the feeling of being with the fullness of life. And there is fullness in life, in all that we experience. And what we label as good or bad, there is no good or bad. What occurs, it just is. Yet the impact, it it does impact us. And it's learning how to honor ourselves when there has been impact. And knowing that it's okay to take a break. As Richard shared in his writing, the tension is held in not knowing. That's the paradox. We want to know, yet we don't. So it's like just sitting in the not knowing. I know what is pulling at my heart. I know that I love all the work that I do. And that word work is such a misnomer. It's not work to me. Yet what I pay attention to is my energy. And where is my energy calling me forth? It's calling me forth to those who want to choose to live life differently. And when you choose to live life differently because you're in the discomfort of life, there's the paradox, right? The paradox of, gosh, this is really painful. I want to do something differently. How do I do that? What do I do? It's learning to calm the chaos in taking radical responsibility for yourself, for your life. So let me go back to the not knowing, because I want to speak to that for a moment. There is power and wisdom in not knowing. Tell me if this resonates with you or not. There is freedom in admitting that you don't know something, as that allows for a new learning experience to emerge. There is wisdom in not knowing, and it is a wise person who can say, I don't know, for no one knows everything. How does that feel for you when someone asks you something? And you don't know, and you tell them, gosh, I don't know. Now, you certainly can say, well, I can check it out. But there's freedom in just saying, you know what? I don't know, yet I'm willing to learn. Now, there's many types of wisdom from intellectual to emotional to physical intelligence. Yet even deemed experts in their fields 
do not know all there is to know. It is a true master who professes ignorance, for only an empty vessel can be filled. There are many things in life that we don't know, and there are many things we may have no interest in finding out. That's when you say, I don't know, and I really don't want to know. (laughs) Yet there is freedom in saying, I don't know. When we admit that we don't know something, we can then open ourselves up to the opportunity to learn. There is choice in that, and there is power in that. We can't possibly know everything. Were you trained in knowing everything? Have you been expected throughout your life to know everything? There's something inside of us, I'm one of them, that always believed that I was supposed to know everything. I don't know what gave me that idea. Yet, it was something that I held inside. And I have noticed that when somebody asks me a question and I say, I don't know, but let me check it out. Or let me point you to the right direction. So when we think we know everything, we limit ourselves from growing and learning more than what we already do know. A person who can admit to not knowing leads to be more intellectually and emotionally confident than someone who pretends to know everything. It's called credibility. Developing and creating your, your credibility. They also tend to be more comfortable with who they are and don't feel the need to bluff or cover up any perceived ignorance. People can actually end up appearing more foolish when they act as if they know something that they don't. We would be wise to respect people who freely admit when they don't know something. They are being honest with us and with themselves. And we too should feel no shame in saying, I don't know. Again, in doing so, we open ourselves up to the unknown. We can then discover what lies beyond our current levels of understanding. It is the wise person in life that answers questions with a question and inspires the pursuit of internal answers with a funny face, a shrug, and or a comical, I don't know. So how has this landed for you? There is paradox in life, and it's learning to sit with paradox and not knowing. I would love to hear your insights and your wisdom of what you have to share. It's not an opinion I ask for. It's your experience. It's that depth I speak of. It's when we can have in-depth conversations. The whole world opens up for a whole new experience. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Find us at six-two-studio.studio 
for all your creative sound needs.